0: Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The Professional Parts People.
2: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
0: You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins.
1: What's up, y'all? I'm KC. And I'm Tyler. And this is another Big Buck Breakdown from the Element Podcast. Brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras.
3: all right now on the show we have got byron horton with whitetail experience and lone wolf custom gear byron what is happening in your neck of the woods man
2: man it is a uh, busy time of year i'm trying to get to a few states to fill a second tag but man november is here full force
3: oh shoot yeah dude we're we're right there with you we've been way down here south in texas honestly and uh it's uh, it doesn't feel like november but deer kind of doing november stuff man so it makes this time of year super exciting
2: Oh, yeah, and I saw through my Instagram feed this morning, somebody put
1: down a pretty nice Texas public thought, if I, if I do recall. Yeah, that might have happened, old Tyler. What do you got to say about that? I uh, Just whistling uh, inwardly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like that? I teed
3: it up. I'm a pretty good uh, guest here on the podcast. That's you are, man. Like that, right? I know, dude. Well, we're dude. supposed to make this about you, it's not <laughs> us, dude, but we we all just kill us around here, so it's all good, dude. Baby. And that's why we're here to talk to you. You actually... Uh, kind of uh i guess picked the fruits of november a little early this year Mm. what we're here to talk about Mm. is your really studly ohio public land buck that uh was an october buck right
2: it was it was a late october buck um i'm starting to like that period more and more um so yeah it it was pretty cool pretty cool experience and um, I, I, I found success now twice in the last three years, late October. So, so maybe I need to be burning my
3: vacation time then. Oh, that was, it's going to be tough to do. But I hear you. You got the full whitetail experience there, as you were saying the experience. But Dang, uh, so yeah, funny. Dude, I know, dude. So you funny. Got to tee him up. Like he was saying, <laughs> uh, but that's cool, man. It's cool that you're kind of seeing that shift. You know, we've had some success in that time period. Um, not really so much where we live because we're a couple weeks behind. But you know, definitely when you're pushing into the Midwest, it seems like man the deer are rocking and rolling that time of year so um tell us a little bit about this hunt man it's it's public lands that right
2: yeah so this is this kind of like uh, we'll call it a woods, uh, type habitat um it uh you know it, it's an area i don't want to give any counties away or, or specific but do not as far as <laughs> you you know like Oh, uh, south to eastern Ohio, they, they, they you get into some big woods habitats, a little bit more similar to, say, like West Virginia, North Kentucky, kind of stuff, where you don't have necessarily ag. And this this particular area, you know, is just a uh, all oh, it's a it, it's it's big woods. So so you you know it's a it's a different ball game than some of the agriculture that I hunt. And um, you know, I'd actually scouted it. The oh, the year prior, I put boots to ground, saw some good, you know, better box country. Uh, like like the habitat breakup in this particular season. um, kind of piece. It, it had good uh, good clear cuts, good diversity, a couple like edges that you can't really see from from aerials. Um, that are kind of in the understory where you could tell like some, some different changes happened and I just liked it man I thought it was tougher to access in a few areas and, and you know those are starting to hit the check boxes to find these better bucks on public land
3: Yeah dude, dude that sounds awesome and you're just talking about some stuff I feel like we're all kindred spirits man like <laughs> y'all are doing the same kind of stuff that we do and you're talking about the same kind of stuff where there's things you can see from an aerial that everybody's going to pick out but if you go in there and do the work you can find these things that you just cannot look at on a map and tell and yeah. that's freaking well, awesome that you we just had that. that
1: conversation here you know you're talking about the texas public land deal and Casey and i were talking a lot about like you know seeing things on the map that you can't really depict from the aerial you know yeah. and so like learning learning just learning your habitat and being able to see it with your eyes sometimes leads you to to find different things on that map when you relook at the aerial after you arrive somewhere you know so it's cool
2: yeah yeah i'm a i'm a big believer as far as boots on the ground in the winter i I believe like if you look at oh just some of the bucks i've killed i i think a lot of that boot work is the boot work for we'll call it december to march is what killed those deer um Mm. You know, just because it gives me those blueprints of those areas, and then it's and then it's just about in season um,
3: decision making after that. Sure. Yeah. So, what did you end up targeting on to, to find this buck?
2: So this area, okay, like I like I said, I put boots ground in the uh, winter, uh, rolling into late summer. I stashed some, some trail cams. Oh, in the surrounding system, in this particular area where I, I ended up harvesting this buck, um, um, I had a. Oh, I called him the G28, and he was kind of regular. And then he had a few, a few other deer on on this like trail cam that was happened to be on a scrape actually. Um, and, and and you know these deer were just checking on it uh, in the summer every every monthish. You know they they pop in and, and hit this scrape. You know nothing like that. Nothing like an October hit, but like you know they they pass by it. They kind of you know mess with the looking branches and move about and. Um, I hunted this area, early October cause there's some oaks in there. And, uh, obviously the scrape wasn't really opened up that I I'd, I'd had trail cam pictures, of, but I saw those and encouraging hunt. Didn't poke around too much. Um, but I kind of had this area in mind, uh, based on, on, on the fact that I had a few bucks that, that were now hard horned in the area that I would shoot. And, uh, two bucks in particular that seemed to be close by frequenting the scrape on a more regular basis um which was the buck i shot and this we'll call him the g2 eight because he kind of had a blade big g2 so i actually um, you know continued to kind of scout mid-october um on a couple other pieces just kind of looking honestly looking for a giant um you know that um Not not that these deer are are bad deer by any standards, but I was, you know, I was doing my due diligence to to scout out a few pieces that that can hold some giants. Absolutely. Didn't really find anything, and and at this point, we are now late October, um, October 22nd-ish, and Ohio got hit with, like, a rainstorm that was, like, 24 hours, essentially, where we had a front come through, a little bit of a temp drop, and... Um, the rain just, you know, kind of a slow, long, drizzly rain, and it was going to let up at, at roughly 2 to 2 o'clock-ish the, on the 22nd, and so I had, I had kind of aligned my schedule and told the boss I was going to burn some PTO um, with full intentions of, of hunting that scrape that, that I'd run these trail cams on through the summer.
1: For us, it's the same deal on Texas Public. You know, we have to have good data and we have to have a camera that has a super good trigger speed. So we've been using Exodus trail cameras the last few years to uh, get deer on these trails that are moving. They're not on ag and food sources. So we have to get a quick trigger speed and a picture of these deer to help put patterns to them and to get them killed. So make sure and go check out exodusoutdoorgear.com.
2: So I get in there uh, late that evening or not late, but on time, but evening hunt. And I get to the scrape and I'd kind of done this big J hook to get in there to kind of have better access, more wind in my face type access. And I couldn't tell if the scrape had been opened up. And, you know, I just, I I felt like I had wasted a hunt, oh, about six, six days prior to this where I, had trusted like a year over year trail cam data and didn't really trust my scouting. And so I'm sitting there at the base of this tree that I was going to hunt, put my stick on, um, you know, started to to kind of set my stand and stuff. And then I, I kind of decided, you know what, I'm, I'm a scout on because I believed all these bucks were bedded to the north. And so I knew I had a little bit of wiggle room. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scout forward, kind of looking for better bucks sign because obviously with this rain stopping, my biggest thought is I wanted to be on a scrape that that was was active that that bucks were hitting on a regular basis um because that's a perfect combination late october rain frank quitting a little bit of a temp drop nothing crazy that day um you know i just felt like that was the, the play of the day yeah so I, I i packed back up and at this point i proceeded to head north and I only went about sixty to maybe eighty yards, nothing too far. And in that time period, I passed two scrapes, or not scrapes, I passed two rubs. One was better, better height, like it, it was starting to get above the belly button. Um, nothing hammered rubs, but I saw those two, and so my confidence is now elevating. Um, I can tell there's a pretty good worn trail cutting around this edge that seems to, you know, just be funneling deer. And then I find um, a beech tree, which um, is is a popular tree for scrapes here in Ohio and, and from what I've seen in, in a few other states as well. And, and there are two uh, beach ball round scrapes, clearly fresh as can be. Um, so I thought, okay, this must be the scrape that, that is active, that, that hopefully a couple of these bucks from Trail Cam are, are working on. Uh, quickly assessed and, and realized, like, the best tree to hunt in is is literally seven yards from the scrape and it's going to be a low sit um it's going to be in a a one stick high like literally three foot off the ground not even sure i needed a stick to get in the tree stand (laughs) Um, but you know it's like next to a bunch of beech trees so those all still have their leaves and so i've got like a mini like tree fortress kind of behind me so i got a lot of cover but it's literally going to be seven yards off the scrape and i can shoot one other main trail so so i'm not trying to hog a bunch but but this is kind of the game I'm going to play uh, tonight, is what I decided. And uh, sure enough, oh, I hadn't been there long, maybe 40 minutes. Um, and again, I'd set my camera facing the scrape. I had the bow set, so I didn't have much movement to get to it. Um, and I'm watching the scrape probably 90% of this hunt at this point, uh, standing in my tree stand, kind of facing the scrape. Um, and sure enough, 12 yards, the first thing I'll remember is this deer's black eye, are out or Eyeballs and kind of a wider type rack. Ooh, mm. yeah. you know, there, I don't have a lot of like pre-roll, if you will, in the video, like <laughs> yeah. it, 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 a bang bang type situation. Yeah. Um. So at this point, he is 12 yards. I look at his brows, and I see he's a water rack. And at this point, I the, the checkbox is, is is sent, like shooting <laughs> this here if I can get the full draw. Yeah. So uh, he comes into the scrape. And I get my hand on the bow, the camera is on, and he's kind of facing at me, and, and starts to work the licking branches. And my my only thought in my head is, if I can get the full draw, I can I, I can kill this deer. I can I can at least get the shot off. It's just going to matter be if he sees the movement of of getting to draw. Um, and at this point, like I said, he's seven yards. So I I actually get the full draw, and he works the licking branches again, and now he even turns like broadside. I'm like, this Ooh. couldn't be any better. <laughs> Um, I tried to stay coherent in the shot. Like I do remember taking an extra second on on release, but at this distance, and I don't shoot a lighted knot. Just I, I I've had some broadhead tuning issues before, and I just I my bow was shooting so good, um, I just didn't want to mess with those this year, and uh, I let it rip. And he actually tucks his ass and runs thirty yards pauses for, we'll call it five, ten seconds, and then kind of just bounds away willy-nilly, uh, kind of like they do, like they realize something something's not right. Yeah. Um, so naturally, like, obviously I got the big adrenaline dump. I'm afraid, you know, I'm, I'm trying to gather myself, my thoughts. Um, it is still kind of drizzly rainy, which is never a good situation for, like, a blood trail situation. Uh-huh. And so I kind of am sitting there, and obviously after I, I'm done freaking out, I'm like, okay, what what's the best call here? And and so I actually jumped out the tree stand. I didn't even, like, take the stick. I jumped out the tree stand, and I run over to the arrow, and it's, you know, it's covered in blood, good red, bright blood. Good. Um, and buried in the ground. Like, I shoot the day six ones. I know you guys shoot those, and you yep. tend to get a lot of good pass-throughs. Um, and shooting low like that, you know, I got a good trajectory as far as, as killing, you know, going through both vitals and all that. And I'm like, okay, this error looks good. Let me uh, let me run and get signal because at this particular piece of public, like, I, I don't have signal. Um, so I'm going to call my buddy Dave, and I'm sure you guys do the same thing. It's always good to kind of um, – Get get on the phone with your hunting buddy. You you got to have a little mini council meeting of, of what's the best decision.
3: Oh, absolutely, yeah. dude. Yeah, I mean do we do it even ever we when we don't choose them. You know, it's just like, hey man, uh, what should where should what tree should I hang in? You know.
2: <laughs> yeah. What would you do here? Yeah. Right?
3: You know? Yeah. Guys who don't have hunting buddies are really missing out on that. I I, I really mean that. You know, like it's a huge mm-hmm. part of it from for us. Like, uh, being, if you're a critical thinker and you have a friend who's a critical thinker thinker. Man, you can really get some work done that way.
2: Yeah, I would agree. A good hunting buddy, and especially if they want to do it at the kind of the similar level, the similar style, like yeah. it's it's a game changer. And it only elevates your bow hunting, mm-hmm. um, just because they bounce ideas, they maybe find something good with gear. It's just, yeah. Bottom line, I want we'll, mm-hmm. we'll to. We'll, we'll stay on the buck story. Yeah, I, I get. it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm full send on, on a good hunting buddy, but so <laughs> I I called Dave and we uh, we eventually decide okay go in there with 30-ish minutes of daylight and just get kind of a general direction because i'm a little bit uh colorblind like i do have trouble seeing some of the reds and oranges and obviously it's, it's a rainy drizzly drizzly type uh, evening uh this day and so uh, i get back in there and i followed the blood trail and it's okay, like it's not actually not the best for the first thirty yards. Yeah, uh, but I'm not too discouraged because, dude, I literally heart shot a doe like a couple days earlier than this, and and didn't have hardly any blood, and she really ran sixty yards. So, like, I'm not like I don't trust blood trails all that much until I can really start to assess what's going on. Right. Um, so I followed the blood trail thirty yards, and I'm not loving it, but but from thirty yards to about let's say here. The next 50, so so total blood trail 80, 80 yards at this point, like from from 30 yards to f- the next 50, it's looking pretty good. Like I can tell, it's kind of potentially both sides of him, it. and it's it's a it's more blood, it's it's brighter red blood, which I didn't know if maybe some of the water in the uh, you know the rain was making it look brighter than what it truly was, but you know a decent amount coming out, so I'm feeling a little more confident, and he's kind of going downhill. Yeah. So that's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, i get to a point where I can't find any more blood, and it's, it's dark at this point. And so I just, I go ahead and put an arrow, you know, at last blood, mark it on my maps, and head back kind of to the truck to, to essentially, because Dave told me he was coming. Uh, he yelled at me because, you know, I tend to only shoot bucks on weeknights when he's got to work the next day. <laughs> um, so he ended up driving down, And bottom line, him and Andy and and myself, we kind of do, like, we get to last blood, we find one more area that there was blood on the ground about 10 yards away from last blood, and that's all we find. And so we spend the next, we'll call it 45 minutes, going about 30 to 40 yards past this, just trying to get one more drop of blood to get direction, because we realize if we even get one pinprick of blood, we can kind of determine A to B of where this buck would be going. And, um given the conditions of all the rain, it starts getting like foggy at night because it's like a warmer night. Like it's a, uh, it is not favorable blood tracking conditions at this point. Um, dark, rainy in general. Now we've got fog. I mean, it is just, um, there was probably a hundred F-bombs you shouted through the timber that night. Oh, um, <laughs> thinking I just missed a buck at seven yards or didn't put a good shot on him at seven yards. Like, you know, being mentally as a bow hunter, you're just like, man, I've, I, if you can't shoot him at that range, what are you doing? Yeah. So long story short, I drive down the next day. Um, I started doing a grid search, you know, marking tracking progress on my maps. And if you take a clock of where this deer was headed, like I said, he was headed downhill. And so I was like, okay, if he's running from six o'clock to the middle of the hands, he's probably going to go to noon, right? Like a s- straight arrow. So I grid that whole area out about 30, 40 minutes, nothing. And so I said, okay, I come back to Arrow, and I start kind of working a a military crest away from the Arrow as if maybe he did a J-hug. And so I'm 50, 80 yards down uh, from the Arrow, and I look up the hill, and I can see a a round butt of a deer. And I'm like, no way. And uh, I start climbing the hillside thinking, oh, that's got to be him. Hopefully that's him because um, he had fallen with his front rack behind two trees, actually. Oh. Um, so, so so yeah, I, I, I ended up, you know, climbing this hill, and until I was about 30, 40 yards away, the next two is a bigger body deer. I kind of then emotionally said, yep, I, this is him, 100%. found him, like, just jacked. It. And realistically, the deer only ran about, you know, 200 yards oh, from impact. Yeah. And, yeah and we were probably 60 yards from him the night before and, and just couldn't find him. Yeah. Um, and, 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 I, I just, you know, at that point, um, I had a sleepless night. I, I literally watched the footage of the shot a hundred different times, send it to three or four people. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're importing it and exporting it to, to buddies and sending it to your phone, <laughs> slowing it down, pausing frame by frame. Like, trying to throw effects in there too to like maybe you can catch like a a fletching if you change the color situation (laughs) you know it's just one of those things that that was just not the, the most fun uh 12 hour sleepless night
3: one of the most frustrating things that you can deal with while out in the woods is having that release that's in your way when you're trying to do so many different things to set up yourself for hunting or to get to and from the truck. Well, I really love the feature that Cobra Archery has on their releases where they have this fold-back system. It's kind of like on a cam to where instead of that release flopping around on your wrist... You fold it back, it lays directly flat against your forearm and gets out of your way completely so that you can do whatever task you need to do and then get back and concentrate on hunting deer or elk or whatever it is that you're pursuing. So, if you're interested in Cobra releases, go check out cobraarchery.com.
2: So, yeah, I found him. I was jacked, cloud nine, you know, um... I tend to get very animated uh, when a good thing comes together. Hell, if I find a shed, I might do a
3: backflip. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, dude. That's an awesome story, and it's got a lot of uh, a lot of intricate details to it. And I too am a member of the One Stick Club. I think Tyler is as well. You know, <laughs> a lot of times on public land, it's not you know twenty foot high looking down. You know, it's, it's a lot of times it's close combat. You know, just tight quarters and. I know exactly what you're talking about there, but one of the things that I found is that whenever you're hunting kind of lower like that, or even from the ground, exactly like what you're saying, there's the, the blood trail isn't always the greatest because a lot of times you're not hitting that deer on like, or you're not getting an exit that's down low where blood can pour out. You know, so you're mm-hmm. you're kind of struggling with that. So I, I understand what you what you what you're dealing with there. Um, do you feel like uh, that you? Uh, what am I trying to say? Do you, what? Did, you, did we lose you? You there? Nope, I'm here. Okay, sorry. The phone made a weird noise. Um, is that the uh, is that the, the tree that you'd go back and set up in right there tight like that, or do you feel like you'd rather be further back from that deer kind of after that long experience?
2: Um, So, see, so I've killed a few deer low now, um, and I love, like, the shot angles low, and I love, like, it's easy to set up. It's easy to tear down. Yeah, it's um, quick. Yeah, dude, Like, I've got a... Uh, I've got a bow holder, like a third arm bow holder on my my stand. Like, and the other day I was, I was hunting and anytime you hunt like just two sticks, I I can reach up and wedge it into that bow holder and not even need a a tow rope, you know, to get up into my stand because my bow, I can literally, you know, put it upside down essentially in that bow holder, climb up to my stand and then, you know, set it in there the rest of the way. It's, you know, it's one of those things I, I am starting to like in hunting low because also too, like with the public land thing. A lot of guys at least especially like I feel like in, in, in AG country it may be true in clear cutty type habitats um, they, they they see those small trees or, or stuff you can only hunt low and they think oh, I'm not gonna deer hunt like yeah-huh so, so yeah I do I am finding myself more and more comfortable and confident to to hunt in those low sets
1: yeah we do we've been hunting low sets. Forever, just because uh, I mean, for many reasons, but like a lot of times, man, in that like river bottom country, it's just you know yeah. ash trees and elm trees and you know hackberry and locust, and it's just like you if you don't hunt low, you won't be able to see through there, you won't be able to get shots. Um, like I mean, literally, if we if we hang higher than eight foot, sometimes we have no shots further than five yards, you know, and so just kind of got to got to do it sometimes. Your your story sounds so much to me like basically the illinois buck that i killed which i think i killed within about a 24 hour period of when you killed yours somewhere in there uh yeah, probably on the same front film the other
2: day it was awesome
1: oh thank you man yeah it was uh you know it was incredible incredible night man you know same thing hunting a scrape had to set up 13 yards that was this you know i wanted to be able to shoot scrape so i i the best way i could do that the only way i could do that and be in decent range was 13 yards and so i set up on that same thing happened I shoot the deer at eight yards. Um, so I had a slightly tougher shot than you did, just to, to be honest. Um, and and uh, I didn't, you know, it was getting kind of dark. It, um, it was real overcast and the deer was in some brush and I just, the, the arrow disappeared when it went down into the brush. So I had no clue. I almost, I did think I missed him, you know, and so uh, same deal happened. We get back to the truck, it rains and we're like, Oh, this is just a terrible opportunity, you know, to blood track. And so we did get in there. It didn't rain long enough to wash the blood away. And it was a lot of blood and he wasn't very far, but you know, and I'm sure a lot of people listening right now have watched this. So I'm just kind of recapping it, but, um, you know, being that it's in that, like, you know, early to mid october 20s days that you and i both killed and you've talked about in the beginning that late october is something that you're willing to take off work for at this point possibly Mm -hmm. what explain a little bit more about why you like that that particular time period so much
2: yeah so you know to to hunt during the week it requires pto that time of year time off or maybe you gotta have a special job that you get off you know pretty early just due to the daylight i also live in ohio so that is probably the number one out of state big buck state as far as that people travel to Mm -hmm. i mean cost of entry location to the east coast um, so I get a lot of out-of-state pressure, and all that out-of-state pressure begins November 1. Or let's oh. say 90% of it begins November 1, it seems like. So if I can kill my, uh, a, a buck in my home state here uh, late October, I'm avoiding a lot of uh, pressure that way. Um, I also, you know, like, I, I, I talked about this in a YouTube video I did. I, um, I like it because if you, you can scout your way in, because the buck signs there, you know, it's been laid down. They're not necessarily running behind a doe's butt, you know, three miles away from where they laid the sign down because, you know, the does aren't super hot. And it just seems like you can do a lot of these scout your way type, like scout your way in type hunts and and you're getting a scout in and you're getting a hunt in. And, you know, it's, it's a magical time of year, especially obviously with, with scrapes and, um, and those bucks just tend to start to move in that daylight. And so I think if you, if, if you're somebody that kind of has done some homework I think that's a huge factor in all this um, because the 10th through the 20th I don't think I sat in a tree stand
3: I spent all my time scouting Uh uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. man that's a good uh-huh. tip there man it sounds like you've got something figured out dude and uh, I, uh, I, can, I know you do because you freaking just <laughs> went in there and had a plan and made it happen I executed so that, bro dude that's what it takes man and that's freaking awesome and way to go dude great buck and if I'm not mistaken Ohio's a one buck state is that right?
2: That is correct. So Yeah, I literally uh, got up yesterday at 1.30 in the morning. I hunted Kentucky uh, for for the morning half, and I, I do have an Illinois tag
3: too. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. man, that's a, a pretty state. good little state too. <laughs> so that's your yeah. plan for November, I guess. From here on, is to kind of hit the surrounding states, right?
2: Yeah. So uh, my wife and I, we've got a, a baby boy of four months. So so well, obviously, congrats, like, man. Yeah, yeah. So the whole juggling the family dad life, it's like if I can get away for a morning. You know, just based on she gives me the green light, then I'll go to Kentucky. But if I can get away for maybe a full day or a day and a half or, or longer, I'll go to Illinois. Just, I mean, that's just a bigger buck state. I, I've also got some access to some good ground out there um, that 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 does hold giants. It's it's a it's a good piece. Mm, um, yeah, mm. Kentucky's going to be a public land adventure that I've kind of started hunting here in, in 2020. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's the plan for the rest of years is, is is try and get a second one, and it's it's kind of when time allows, and 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 uh, yeah,
3: that's that's the plan. Dude, awesome stuff. Well, I hope you are able to put that second plan together because uh, I think you can, man. Uh, first of all, it's a magical month. Second of all, you're a killer. So you put those two <laughs> things together, you got something going on. Um, if people want to hear more from you or see what you got going on, what's the best place to send them?
2: yeah i would send them to, to either our youtube channel or just our social media accounts i, I think it's don't get me wrong like I, I i think it's very similar to what you guys do obviously we live in ohio so, so it's a it's it's probably centralized uh, information around like hunting the buckeye state public land focus yeah it's um, awesome stuff you know it, it's it's definitely trying to to do the uh, do it right, like guys like yourself. I, I really respect what you guys do and, and i actually love some of the films, man. Uh, I tell you what, we, that you guys are guys I try to aspire to be. So. <laughs> oh, Aww. don't go
3: that way! No, yeah, <laughs> let me oh. just discourage you. <laughs> no. no, dude,
2: I, I sent, I, I think it was one of your Kansas bow hunts. The recovery scene, um, was shot, was just so good. I sent it to the guys, I said, You gotta watch
3: this film. Dude, hey man, well, appreciate it. that. So, yeah, actually, was the blushing. Uh, that's the first hunt I ever filmed. So uh, I'll take that. I'll take that compliment, <laughs> man. Thank you very much. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, right back at you. Y'all do some cool stuff, and it like we said earlier in the podcast, it's kind of like we're kindred spirits. And I think that uh, we all kind of have the same passion and, and like to hunt kind of the same ways. You know, kind of uh, the getting after it way of doing stuff. So I think that uh, anybody who's a listener to us can definitely go uh, check out Whitetail Experience and see what y'all have going on. You know, maybe. If someone's a little bit more of a, a Midwesterner or, or aspires to hunt up there, they can learn a lot from y'all. So, man, thanks for yeah. coming on and um, and sharing your story with us, dude. It's freaking awesome, and I hope that uh, we'll get to hear another Big Buck story soon. Mm-hmm.
2: That's right, guys. That's what I'm hoping for, and, and best of luck to you guys on the remainder of the season, and congrats on the, uh, the, the early start here in 2020, knocking them down. Thanks, awesome. dude. Appreciate
3: it, dude man what an awesome story about a big buck guys we want to say a big thanks to exodus trail cameras and cobra archery for being a part of this big buck breakdown
1: for sure man and also if you want to check out what we do on a daily basis maybe even see some of these big bucks go to instagram and follow us at the element wild and then also subscribe on youtube to keep up with what we're doing throughout the season and subscribe on the podcast and remember this is your element living it a lot of frustration. Brothers, let's forgive and forget.
0: You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home, overnight expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier unlike many online butchers you can grab just one meals worth or lock in for a subscription box choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef american wagyu free-range poultry grass-fed lamb wild caught king crab seafood and more For
2: 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com.
0: That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY.